Hey everyone, it's Jeannie, Pistol Pack and Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome to today's episode. In the All Things Health segment, I talk about aluminum and the harmful effects it can have on the body and how chronic exposure to high levels can cause extreme health problems. And as promised, I'll give you two more weight loss tips from my Throw Out the Trash program. I'll give you tips on what medications can cause weight gain and why alcohol should be eliminated from your diet. Now, I know that some of you might not want to hear that, but stay with me because I explain why. And keep listening after All Things Health to my second segment I call Mountain Adventures. Today's true story involves two brothers and two grain combines trying not to get themselves killed. It can get kind of scary. But first, let me ask you a question. Are you protected from harmful chemicals and ingredients that bombard your body every day? It's not possible to completely protect yourself, but there's a product that can help. It's called Purify from a company called 3 International. Now, Purify cleanses five organs, your liver, lungs, colon, kidneys, and skin. And it also supports your body in eliminating the toxins. Helps you to absorb nutrients and supports a healthy weight. And it's super gentle with no side effects. You just take one capsule a day and you can rest assured you're being protected. To learn more about Purify and other products offered by 3 International, visit my website, genieolson.iii.earth. And make sure to check out the show notes to see how you can get the wholesale prices. And these products are also listed in the physician's desk reference, and you can find that at www.pdr.net. Ever wonder why you all of a sudden come down with asthma or pneumonia? Or why you suddenly have inflammatory disease, Crohn's disease, or even elevated cholesterol levels for no reason? Or worse, you or a loved one develops Alzheimer's disease? Do you ever wonder why Alzheimer's is so prevalent in the United States alone? It's estimated that over 6 million people are afflicted with this disease. And it's hard to watch a loved one go through it. Are we more likely to get any of these diseases if a family member has or had it? Or could we be exposed to toxins that can cause it? And the answer to those is yes. Now all of the diseases I just mentioned, plus more, have been linked to aluminum. And I have heard for years now that exposure to high levels of aluminum can have detrimental effects on the human body. Now did I do anything about it? Did I change anything? I sure didn't. Since starting this podcast, I've become more and more aware of different toxins that we're all exposed to every day, and I thought today that I would dive into aluminum. I was curious about it because after my last episode about bottled water making you sick, and I encourage you to check that out if you haven't listened to it already, I found that some companies that bottle water in plastic switched to aluminum, and one reason being that they feel that more people are more likely to recycle the aluminum containers whereas plastic just ends up in the garbage. This is probably true, but is aluminum healthier than plastic? So let's take a look. So briefly, what is aluminum? It naturally occurs in the form of an ore called bauxite, and it's found near the surface of the earth, and it must be mined before it can be processed into a usable form. And it was first discovered in 1825. This element actually undergoes extensive processes to make, in World War I and II, it was heavily used in aviation, and since then it's used in a lot of different industries from transportation to construction, cookware, electrical equipment, and packaging. 
and it's widely used because it's lightweight, corrosion-resistant, and it's low-cost. Now, I won't go too much into detail on how it's made, but but a good article that explains it all is from metprofi.com, and it's titled, Where Does Aluminum Come From? So you might want to check that out. But what about the health concerns? First, what products contain aluminum? The first one, of course, that comes to mind is aluminum foil. And as a, a kid in first grade, I thought I could fool my first grade teacher by putting aluminum foil on my teeth, and then I, I told her I had braces. <laughs> she was such a great teacher. She just smiled at me and said, Oh, when did you get those? And I still had my baby teeth. Anyway, no one said I was the sharpest tool in the shed. And I was also going to call it tin foil because I thought tin foil and aluminum foil were the same, but turns out they're not. Tin foil is made of tin, and it kind of left a tinny taste in your mouth, but it hasn't been used for years since about the 1900s, but it's a word that still floats around today, and most likely we probably heard it from our grandparents. They probably said it. Okay, where else can you find aluminum? You can find it in canned foods, baking pans and dishes, cooking and eating utensils, water bottles, drink pouches, tin storage dishes, baking powder, deodorant. Now, I can't use deodorant with aluminum in it because I break out in a rash, so I have to use a natural uh, deodorant. And then you can also find it in toothpaste, lotion and creams, baking powder, flour, anti-caking agents, coloring agents, sunscreens. There are some drugs like antacids and aspirin, and it can even be found in some vaccines. Now, just a side note, beware of any vaccine on the market, because medical researchers are finding harmful substances in them, like aluminum. Anyway, there's a lot of ways to be exposed to it, isn't there? Now, what are some of the health risks of consuming or using aluminum? According to an article by Dr. Jill Carnahan, it was titled, Aluminum in Everyday Products, Is It Really Safe? It says that aluminum has no function in the human body whatsoever. Exposure can lead to an accumulation in your tissues, where levels can slowly rise and begin wreaking havoc in your body. Starting at the cellular level, it can cause inflammation, oxidative stress, which leads to free radicals, inhibits your immune system, it interferes with absorption of vital proteins, enzymes, minerals, promotes breast cancer cells, can cause birth defects, can cause hormonal imbalances which involve testosterone, estradiol, cortisol, thyroid hormones, and even insulin. And there are even more serious health risks the longer you're exposed to the aluminum. I keep thinking about all of the canned soda I used to drink. Now, some of the more serious health risks, especially if inhaled, is pneumonia, pulmonary fibrosis, and asthma. And it can affect your heart cause gastrointestinal problems like interfering with your gut microbiome, which in the long run decreases digestion and absorption of nutrients. And this can lead to inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis. If it accumulates in the brain and nervous system, it can lead to Alzheimer's disease or other forms of dementia, and Parkinson's disease, ALS, multiple sclerosis, and autism. But wait, there's more. It can impair fertility as well as increase the risk of low birth weight and heart defects. And prolonged exposure can damage your kidneys and liver. That makes sense, since that is our filtration system. 
The highest risk of exposure comes from living near or working in a mining or metal processing industry. However, all of us are exposed daily. And now maybe on a smaller scale, but it still adds up. What can you do to eliminate or reduce being exposed to the harmful effects of aluminum? Which, by the way, it's impossible to completely avoid it, but here are a few ways. The first one is filter your water, and I talked about that in the, my last episode about drinking water out of plastic bottles, because I feel like you should drink filtered water anyway, but you can eat whole fresh foods. Look for aluminum-free. For example, look for aluminum-free baking powder, deodorant, and cookware. As I always say, read the labels on everything you buy. And when you're reading the labels, look for the word aluminum or alumina. Okay, and then you can also store foods in glass containers. Wrap your foods in wax paper. Use reusable water bottles that don't contain aluminum or plastic. So use glass or stainless steel. And then buy foods that come in glass jars instead of cans. And better yet, buy fresh or frozen if you can. And don't drink canned drinks like soda pop. In fact, don't drink soda pop. And of course, you can naturally detox your body like I mentioned with the three product called Purify. And you can also utilize infrared saunas. And once or twice a year, do a week or a two-week cleanse. The lemon juice cleanse is effective and it's easy to do and it's cheap. You can find different recipes online, so choose one that you like, because if it tastes bad, you won't do the whole cleanse. Some of the recipes um, have you add honey and ginger to the lemon water, and that doesn't sound too bad. However, I've just used the fresh squeezed lemon and lots of water with a clean diet, and I didn't have a lot of bad side effects. Now, I have to mention that not everyone agrees that aluminum is harmful, especially in smaller amounts. There's different government agencies like the EPA, which is Environmental Protection Agency, the FDA, and OSHA, and they've set limits as to how much aluminum can be in products or work areas, and they deem these levels as safe levels. They say we're exposed daily to small amounts daily in our air, food, water, and soil. But what they don't understand is that humans, especially in the United States, we overdo and overconsume everything. But I am not surprised that these agencies feel like even a small amount is safe. But as I end talking about aluminum, remember it only takes a few minutes to check everything you consume and buy, and then don't buy it if it's going to affect your health. Okay, I want to switch gears now and talk about my two top weight loss tips, and I have two more today, and then I'll have two more on my next episode, and then after that I'll be working on my top program so I can make that available to you. So top suggestion number 17 is check your medications. This is one that I would not have thought about, but it makes a lot of sense. Some prescription drugs can hinder your weight loss goals. And I realize that you may need the prescription right now, so I'm not saying to quit it. But if it's among the ones I'm going to talk about, I advise you to try and get off of them. But remember to talk to your health care provider first before stopping it. And then make sure when you meet with them to tell them that you have some weight loss goals and tell them what your concerns are about the medications. I found a few drugs that can actually have the opposite effect of weight loss, and that's, of course, weight gain. And the first one is insulin. And now this can be a life-saving drug, I know. But did you know that you can overcome type 2 diabetes and the need for insulin by eating a clean diet of whole fresh foods and do intermittent fasting? Because it's true. 
There are other diabetes medications that can sabotage your weight loss goals, and a few of them are Amaryl, Glucotrol, Actos, Starlix, and Prandin Novanorm. I didn't list them all, I'm just giving you an idea of which ones can cause weight gain. And a side note, metformin does not cause weight gain. There's another class of drugs, the cortisone drugs like prednisone or dexamethasone. And avoid these drugs if you can because they're so bad. Now, I've been prescribed prednisone to open up my airways, and not only does it make me feel unwell, but it always, always gain weight. So stay off of them if you can, even for just your general health. Another class of drugs is the antipsychotic drugs that often um, can encourage weight gain, like Zyprexa. And then there are other prescription drugs that can cause weight gain. And I'll tell you the class of drug, but I'm not going to give you any more examples, partly because I can't pronounce them. But if you check the insert that comes with your medication, it should be listed as causes weight gain. So here are the other classes of drugs. There's antidepressants and some contraceptives, especially those that contain like only progesterone and no estrogen. And then blood pressure medications in the form of beta blockers, epilepsy drugs, and allergy medications and antihistamines. So make sure to read the insert that comes with your medication and then get off of it at all possible if you can. Okay, top suggestion number 18 is no alcohol. Now, I personally don't drink, but I do know a lot of people that do. And I just want you to know that when it comes to weight loss, alcohol will sabotage your efforts. And and here's why. Alcohol, especially beer, has a lot of calories, and most likely you're going to want to eat food with it. And it can also mess up your metabolism. So if you're active, your body's going to use the carbs from the alcohol for energy instead of fat. And like I said, when you drink, you're probably going to want to eat because alcohol can make you hungry. And how does it do that? It activates the starvation mode in the brain and it makes you think you're hungry, but you're really not. It can also spike cortisol levels in your body, which is the fight or flight hormone, and that is a culprit for belly fat. Alcohol relaxes you, but it can also make you feel more depressed or anxious. And a lot of times when you're depressed, you're going to eat to fill the void you're feeling or to calm you down if you're anxious. So having a drink with a meal or in the evening while you're relaxing or at the end of a long, hard day is going to pack on unwanted extra pounds. A client I helped years ago with weight loss, she'd reached a plateau, and she was doing everything I suggested. She even ramped up her exercise, but still the weight wouldn't budge. So finally I had her keep a food diary and told her to be really honest and write everything down. So then she did that for a week, and then the next week I met with her, I read her food diary, and found that every evening she would have a glass of wine with her meal, and then another glass before going to bed. And she really wasn't too excited to quit the wine. It it was an eye-opener for her. So she did stop drinking it, and she'd actually started to lose weight again. So if you do drink alcohol... Cut back at first and then alleviate it altogether. You're going to be surprised how much faster the weight will come off. Okay, I hope you found this All Things Health segment helpful. Do me a favor and share it with one person who you think could benefit from it. And please leave me a review. I would love to hear from you. Okay, now on to Mountain Adventures. Oh, 
behold the joys of living off-grid in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. My husband Nick and I own and operate a cattle ranch, and our nearest neighbor is about a mile away. So you would think we have lots of privacy. I've been asked many times, don't you feel lonely not having anyone nearby, you know, now that your kids are grown? And I always answer, no, not really, because we're never alone. And by that I mean we have lots of wild animals in addition to our cattle herd. Most mornings and evenings we'll see elk and deer grazing in the field or we'll see a lone coyote hunting mice. In fact, right now we are sharing our yard with our two cow dogs, Ben and Belle, lots of cats, about 40 wild turkeys, and Bernard, the 2,000-pound bull, and his three sidekicks, which are three calves that like to hang around with him. Just a little while ago, Bernard came close to the house where there's a mud puddle to get a drink, because after all, it's a quarter of a mile to the creek to get a fresh drink of water. It wouldn't be so bad, but it's uphill all the way back to the yard. So here we have Bernard paying a visit, and then pretty soon here comes the calves. Oh, good grief. Now, I do have one rule, though, and that is they have to stay off the lawn. Bernard does pretty good, but the calves, not so much. They got on the lawn this morning, and the turkeys haven't got the memo at all. Every morning, they have a ritual. They cross the front of my yard, poop on my sidewalk, and then they go out into the fields and start picking around. But we all have to live together, right? Now, we do have human visitors from time to time. Occasionally, friends or family will stop by, and it's always really good to see everyone. And of course, during hunting season, we do get to see quite a few hunters who are eager to kill a bull elk or a deer. But during the harvest season, we see more family than usual because they'll come to help us out. It's always a busy time of year, but it's never without an adventure. It was over 20 years ago before Nick and I actually moved to our ranch. The main highway from our home at the time to our ranch was so busy with heavy traffic. I was just waiting for an accident to happen. It was going to happen. It was a late fall day, around October, I think. Most of the leaves had fallen off of the trees, and there was a chill in the air. People were eager to get home to loved ones, and they were driving faster than normal. This highway is known as Highway 26, and it's also known for major accidents and slide-offs in the winter. Drivers get so impatient with us slow drivers. The speed limit is 65 miles per hour, but some like to drive 80 to 85. And we've had our fair share of what we call the Ryrie wave. You know, the one-fingered wave. Yeah, well, we get that a lot. Well, on this particular day, two of Nick's older brothers, Max and Donnie, came to the ranch to help. And they're hard workers and always ready to lend a hand. We were near the end of harvest season, and the barley had been cut and taken to the grain elevators to be sold. But the two grain combines and trucks needed to be taken to our home, which was about, at that time, about 20 miles away, and then needed to be put up for the winter. The plan was made, and Max and Donnie were the designated drivers of the grain combines. They would each drive one from the ranch, get on Highway 26, and get them home safely. But this wasn't going to be easy. Now, the combines were not small, and of course today they're much bigger, but on these combines, one header, and that's the part that cuts the grain, was 16 feet wide, and the other combined header was 19 feet wide, and they couldn't be removed for easier transport. So they headed out of the yard, and Max led the way, driving the 16-footer, and Donnie came behind him with the other one. Once they got onto the highway, they were too wide for one lane. 
the header stuck over into the other lane about two feet, so they had to drive over the rumble strips and miss road signs, mailboxes, and oncoming traffic. You really have to watch what you're doing. Top all of this off with traffic that backs up behind you. Why do they back up for miles behind you? Because the combines were super slow. Max, who is a pretty laid-back guy and doesn't get too rattled, was only going about 8 miles per hour, and he had it wide open. Now remember how I said the speed limit on this highway is 65 miles per hour. Donnie followed along for a while until he just couldn't take it anymore. Why wasn't Max going faster? Come on! Now Donnie's not known for his patience. His combine would easily go 12 to 14 miles per hour, like that's any better. But finally Donnie had had enough. So Donnie called Nick on his phone and asked him why Max couldn't go faster. So Nick told him that the fuel filter was partially plugged and if Max would pull the choke out part way, the combine would go faster. So Donnie hung up with Nick and tried to call Max. But for some reason, Max either couldn't hear his phone or didn't have it with him. So exasperated, Donnie gave up trying. They would just have to go slow. Well, this lasted about five minutes. And that's when it happened. Donnie lost it. He had to let Max know he could go faster. So do you know what he did? We're still shocked by this today. He pulled out in the other lane that had oncoming traffic towards him. And he pulled alongside Max and tried to motion him to pull the choke out. Can you just imagine what it must have looked like? Donnie waving his arms, mouthing the words, Pull the choke out! He was probably yelling it, and Max is sitting there. What in the heck is he saying? What's he doing? They were quickly approaching a no-pass zone and a hill where oncoming traffic would be coming fast with no warning to even get out of the way. After frantically waving and carrying on, Donnie couldn't make Max understand, so he had two choices. Slow down and get back behind him or pass him. So, (laughs) he passed him. He barely made it back into his lane when an oncoming car came zipping past them. That was so close. Keep in mind, you can't just punch it in a combine and move quickly. Eventually, they did find a pullout and were able to pull off of the highway and stop. And then Donnie was able to tell Max how to go faster. All of that for Max to go at least six miles per hour more. (laughs) They did finally make it home safely but not without a story to tell. Hey, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Okay, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. See you next time.